Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome back, everyone. It is time for Center Stage, all things arts and entertainment. We just believe you ought to know about it, and we have a great lineup tonight. Thanks so much to Chris Tubbs. Uh, the, two pro- the two producers of this show is Jonathan Lowe, from 7 to 9, and then from 9 to 10 with um, Chris Tops doing the, the make, making sure that we have great guests. So we appreciate it. Um, I am excited to introduce you to um, a person that I've never really heard of, a person that I've met, ever met, but I love reading about her work. Jasper Leepak is joining us tonight. And why? Because she released her latest single called My Own Moons, Moves, an album uh, so strong. And you can pre-order it as of October 13th, which was two days ago. Of course, Jonathan, you know I want to hear this song desperately. I've been trying to make sure I hear it. Let's hear that tune. That's what we're trying to do is really realize that it's our own moves. <laughs> I love that in this song. Let me tell you a little bit about Jasper, Minneapolis-based folk-charting songwriter Jasper Lepak, um announces the release of her new single, My Own Moves. And that's coming out, uh, just came out on Friday the 13th. Uh, the first taste of her new album, So Strong, coming out in January and available for pre-order now, so get on it. The song is a radio-friendly folk Americana tune about being confident in your own skin. She wrote a song, it says, that not long after reading The Dance of Anger by Harriet Lerner, Jasper says, and girls and women need more opportunities to practice leading in order to experience what our own moves feel like in our bodies. That's such a great understanding. Uh, Welcome to WCCO Radio, Jasper. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me on, Gerlin. Welcome. Okay, so you must be excited that My Own Moves is happening and the album is being released, or just was released. And this is a big deal for you. Which album? Is this your first, second, third, fourth album? <laughs> uh, it's my 10th. Wow. I can't even believe I'm saying that out loud. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, right? Um, and was, mm-hmm. Yeah. So you recorded and mixed this, um, was, was done by Alicia Healy. At the Winter yeah. Blue Room in Seattle, Washington. I love that you are traveling, getting all this done. Also mastered yeah. by Greg Ryerson at Rare Form mm-hmm. Mastering in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Uh, the photographs mm-hmm. were taken by Kaylin Lowe's. I'm so glad you put that in here because a lot of people don't know who does our photographs. That's a smart move. And then single art design by Carla uh, Colahan, the Inspired Foundry. This particular team that you've put together, and, and of course there are more musicians that we can talk about, uh, excuse, especially Ben Cook, 
Feltz, which I think he's remarkable. Alicia Healy, yeah. electric bass and harmonies. Dave Bush, drums and percussion. Anthony, is it Irig? Yep. On the Anthony dobro. Irig. I love the dobro. Yep. It just sounds beautiful. So yeah. now that you've done this, tell me what it is that you thought when you first started writing this album. And at the end, was it exactly what you thought it would be? Um, no, it's not exactly what I thought it would be, but I think that's the whole process of recording and working with a producer and other musicians. Like I always want people to bring their own musicality and intuition into the songs that I write. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I, uh, decided to record with Alicia Healy because she did my last album and I lived in Seattle for about 10 years and recently yeah, I recently moved back to Minneapolis, and so the album kind of got recorded between the two cities. Well, <laughs> that's amazing. In Minneapolis. Yeah, um, which was, you know, like a little bit stressful with the logistics of that, but it felt really good. And yeah, Ben Cook felt he's been playing piano with me. Uh, I think our we think we did our first show together in like two, 2012. And I, he would just play with me every time I came back to the Twin Cities. And it's just great to live in the same city as him because his piano um, really influenced a lot of right. the recording. Right. Mm-hmm. That's so beautiful. I must say that as an adult, um, you wrote, it's sometimes hard. It's sometimes, uh, get it right, Jonah. It's sometimes uh-huh. hard to trust my own moves because my body has this repeated memory of trusting and following someone else. And the song that you are really um, promoting right now is called My Own Moves. Um, mm-hmm. and, and the album itself so strong. Are you, when you look back, do you give yourself time not to listen to the songs until you, know, you feel like it's the right moment? Or do you immediately start listening to the songs and you stick with that until it is released and people are buying it? Um, I don't, I'm not sure how to answer that. I think I'm pretty involved in the process. So I was uh, involved in all the different choices for, you know, the different uh, instruments and arrangements and very present with everything. And I listen over and over again to the songs just to make sure they're what I want them to be. Um, And yeah. Is that kind of answering your question? Yeah, or? it is kind of answering my question. And I know it's a hard okay. thing. I have brothers and sisters who are uh-huh. uh, who write songs as well. I don't. Yeah. I just want you to know it's just uh-huh. way too much for me, honey. I just get nervous. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I'm thinking to myself, does that make sense? Is that what I wanted to say? But you yeah. seem to have no problem with it because you've been doing this for how long? I've been, I wrote my first song in 2002. And then I had to learn how to like sing and play guitar and perform. Um, and that took, you know, a lot of practice and open mics and stuff. But I think like when I wrote, when I started writing and, you know, I write very much in back and forth with my instruments. So I started learning guitar and writing at the same time. Um, I just kind of found my language. I think I also have a hard time feeling like, am I communicating what I want to? Did I say that correctly? Like in conversation. And I think song form just helps me kind of really uh, figure out what I'm trying to say. Say, And then, yeah. And then having the melody to go with it um, can bring the emotion into it. And I just, I don't know. It's like my favorite way to communicate. I can't stop doing it. I just love writing songs. Yeah, it, it's got to feel mm-hmm. really great. And and something I read about you that I found quite remarkable is that some of your songs are inspired by books. Tell me about that. Yes. 
I have always been a reader. And when I lived in Seattle, I was so fortunate to stumble upon this group called the Bushwick Book Club of Seattle, which is a collective of songwriters who write songs inspired by books. There is a performance almost every month. And there's, you know, like, like 200 musicians on in this community. So you sign up to do one or two or three a year. Um, And it was so fun to just like, read a book all together. You know, we all read the same book and then everyone wrote their own song inspired by it. And all the songs were always so different. And I came out with so many um, songs that I never would have written otherwise without that community and getting into that habit and being in that community. Uh, I feel like I'm writing more songs by just books. I'm naturally reading like the dance of anger by Harriet Lerner, which is such a powerful book, especially for women. Have you read it? No, I have not. My goodness. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you are doing great things. And the last thing I want to mention oh, and ask you about yeah. is that you focus on feminist themes. And, and I'm such a feminist, uh, including songs Good. about choice, pregnancy, parenthood, mm-hmm. and caregiving. Are you going to add more yeah. to that or do you feel like that is saying it all? Um, I can add a little more to it. I mean, this album so strong that's coming out in january Mm -hmm. i started writing the songs around the time the pandemic started and um i think just like caregiving was so hard like that time was just a particularly hard time for parents because we lost that support Mm -hmm. um from our village um and i i um I went through a miscarriage oh, in 20, like a couple, like about a month before Roe v. Wade was overturned. Mm. And so that was like really raw emotion that I was able to put into a song. Um, yeah. So th- this album is a song that's really about like, I have a song on there that really honors the humanity of women because going through that miscarriage process, I really understood that abortion care and miscarriage care are the same and we need access to that. Um, and so that was, that's on the album. I also have a song that really celebrates like pregnancy and childbirth and talks about that idea of like getting your old body back after you have a baby, which is crazy. Um, and I have two songs on the album inspired by this wonderful book that I also think everyone should read. It's called Like a Mother by Angela Garbez. And it just goes into the science and culture of pregnancy. And it is fascinating. Um, so I also have a song on my album about the science of the placenta, which is a very like kind of hilarious science. Hilarious song. but real, um, right? <laughs> hilarious, yeah, hilarious but real. But real. Yeah, yeah, like a song honoring that, um, the science of, about the placenta, because it's fascinating. Um, and yeah, and then just a couple songs that really dig deep into that idea of like caregiving can be hard because yeah. it's this. Exactly. I have to say to you, Jasper, it's really quite Mm -hmm. remarkable what you're doing and what you have done. And I hope you will keep doing it, make albums until you just are not on the face of the earth anymore. Just keep going because (laughs) we all need that. We really do. We all need that. Now, has the album been released? And if so, tell us where we can get it. So I've just released the single, My Own which came out on Friday. Mm -hmm. And then I'm running a a Kickstarter campaign right now to help me fund the cost of recording. Um, and so that's happening. If you want to get in that into that, you can pre-order and get some fun other rewards. And then the album will come out on January 26th. And I'm going to do a release show at Ice House Minneapolis. How about that? 
That's awesome. Well, congratulations to you getting this out and out of your heart. And um, we really appreciate you joining us tonight. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right. Take care. You too. All right, everyone. Coming up next is Jennifer Weir. She's a major force in the film and in getting the film made. You want to know what the film is? That's coming up next. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Well, I'm excited to um, have you guys hear so much about what's happening in the arts and entertainment um, world here in the great state of Minnesota. And not just the Twin Cities, but I really mean the great state. There are great things going on all over this particular state. I'm excited to introduce to you Jennifer Weir. She's a major force in the film and in getting the film made plus leads the Midwest chapter of Tycho Drummers. That's really cool. Now, if you want to know why I was talking about she's a major force in the film and in getting the film made, here's what the film is. The film is called Finding Her Beat, and it's getting its U.S. theatrical run with Twin City shows at the main theater uh, from October 20th to the 26th. So you actually still have time to go and see this particular um, event. And I want to talk to Jennifer about why this is so imperson- important to her. Jennifer, we're welcome to CCO. Hello. Hello. Okay, so tell me why this particular piece is so important to you. Oh, well, <laughs> you know, it's, it's um, my family is in it, for one. Um, and it's basically like follows this artistic journey that um, I took in creating this, you know, this incredible project uh, of assembling the world's best female taiko players um, for, yeah, for this historic concert that happened just on the eve of the COVID shutdown. And so it was this moment in history. It was like the biggest artistic project I'd ever taken on. And then it has this second life as this film that, is more about the 
sorry, is about more than just taiko or a concert, but is really about, you know, highlighting and centering women's stories, especially when they've been sidelined in their art form or, um, you know, marginalized in some way, which I know happens in a lot of different fields. But for, for taiko drumming, that's something that was traditional for thousands of years, women weren't allowed to drum. And then in recent years, that's changed. And so this, this film is sort of a love letter to taiko arts and a love letter to these incredible women pioneers. That's amazing. What are their ages? What, you know, are we talking from 18 years old and up? <laughs> yeah, well, so the, the women that we gathered and non-binary um, were from different you know, re- represented a diversity of generations as well as geographies and styles and philosophies, etc. So we have folks who are in their 30s and folks who are in their 60s, um, all of who are amazing professional artists. Wow, incredible. Knowing that this has been a part of your life now, where do you do, or I should say, what do you do next? Oh, um, well, you know, we're in the middle of this theatrical run, with, which is, is exciting. We're, you know, and then there's there's always the, the carrot of the award season, and you never know what happens with that. Right. Um, next, next we'll, we'll go um, on-demand video, so anyone can download it. But I'm really hoping that someday we can kind of get the band together. If we can find, um, you know, a, a coalition of producers who can come together, I think that this show would have legs on Broadway and on stages of the world, because it is like the most jaw-dropping, inspiring, energetic, beautiful combination of dance and, and singing and, and, and drumming and, and sort of culture all, all wrapped into one. So I think it's what the world needs right now, honestly. You know, it's amazing when you uh, say something like that, because it really matters what you say. And to say that, you know, it, this could really change not just your life, but the lives of others, whether it's the taiko drums or, or drummers or if it's something else or other people. But to know that this piece is out, you must be just thrilled about it. Are you starting to hear from people who have seen it? And if so, what have you been hearing? Well, you know, it's it's it it took a while for me to you know anytime you personally are in something, it's hard to be objective, right? And so it's actually we've been in over almost fifty film festivals, and we've been all over all over the country and even all over the world. And what's been so heartwarming is how people respond to the film, um, even if they don't care about taiko drumming or they don't. Maybe they don't identify with the Asian American community or anything like that. They're just coming out of curiosity for for a film. And um, they really are moved and they come up and talk to me and it's so heartfelt and it's so wonderful. And I feel like I've built all these beautiful connections with people who resonate with that struggle to be seen, who resonate with that, you know, feeling marginalized or invisible and just want to feel powerful and you know kind of claim your space so i feel that it and plus you know it's honestly it's it's a i would say it's a much more feel-good documentary film um sometimes documentaries are wonderfully challenging um but this is one that you can go to and then feel feel good about life after do you know what i mean like right. it, it sort of as an injection of hope and energy and and i you know i think 
that people have been really responsive and it's been just very humbling and heartwarming and, and certainly encouraging, you know, for all of us. So injecting hope. Let's talk about that for just a minute, because here's the thing, you know, you, you pour yourself out and then you have to find a way to build it up again. So where do you go to make sure that you have the support that will lift you up so that you can do more? Oh, it's my family. Yep, 1000%. Yeah, like they're every like if things are going good with your family, there's nothing you can't do. And if things are if you're in a challenging spot in life as we always are at some point or another, then you're like that's all that matters, you know? So I feel like it's the most grounding and empowering thing and and especially having a daughter, like, you know, it's like you're you have a reason to be fighting this fight, you know? Um uh, we always want to leave things better for the next generation, for sure. So, um, yeah, for me, it's absolutely family. And the, the other thing, too, is, like, I have found the most – I'm so lucky. I found the most incredible crew of friends in the Asian-American community, like, here, like, artists, Korean adoptees, people who just, like, get me on a cellular level – that um, I can really lean on and commiserate and laugh with and cry with. And so I really am lucky that I found my people here. Now, people that want to see the movie, where do they go? Well, we are at the, the main cinema, formerly St. Anthony, Maine, and we actually are opening October 18th and running through the 26th. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, and also, if you happen to be listening from <laughs> L.A., we're running October 20th through 26th there, and we're going to be running in Chicago and Detroit, and we just wrapped up um, tomorrow's a screening in Boston. So we are trying to, you know, we're trying to get it out there as much oh, as Oh, no, you're not trying. You're doing. You're doing it. So keep doing it. Seriously, <laughs> don't ever, don't ever doubt you. yourself. Just keep going, uh, and I'm absolutely thrilled that you're doing this. So I hope to hear more from you about uh, movies or films that you are working on. So I hope that I can talk to you again soon. Thank you so much, oh, Jennifer. Oh, thank you. Thank All you right. so much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you're you. welcome. Take care. All right, everybody. I also want to mention to you that um, we have uh, our our next guest coming up is Rohan Preston, which, you know, I love him. We are dear friends, he and his family. Um, But I also want to mention that my brother Fred and I are doing a show at the Dakota that is coming up on Thanksgiving night. It's called Thanksgiving with Geraldine and Fred Steele. It's uplifting soul and pop music because I'm such a pop queen. Uh, the date and time is, of course, Thursday, November 23rd at 7 p.m. Doors open at 5.30. Um, tickets are anywhere from $25 to $35. Get your tickets. Come and check out Fred and I, and we are going to have a blast. The band is smoking! So don't miss it. We'll be back in a moment. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome back, everyone. Of course, it is time to talk a little bit about theater. And guess who's joining us? It is our own Rohan Preston, lead theater critic at the Star Tribune. And he has seen so many shows, I don't know how he ever goes to sleep. I'm sure his eyes are rolling around right now. How are you, sir? 
I'm wonderful. Thank you. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing well. I don't know how you take it in. You and I have talked about this before, but it's a lot to take in as a lead theater critic of the Star Tribune. You go and see so many shows and you never complain about any of it. So I'm grateful for that. So thank you for sharing well, with us who you go to see. Yeah, well, no, thank you so much. You know, someone someone told me recently that you sound snippy. Uh, I said, no, I'm just being me and just <laughs> trying to trying to be honest and, and, and uh, to, you know, give our readers a fair, accurate picture of, of the scene that we have here, you know? Right. So For the People was at the Guthrie. What did you think of it? Uh, it's, it's very funny. It's, it's um, Larissa Fasthorse and Tidy For the Playwrights, and they've done a rarity. Um, it's a Native American play uh, mm-hmm. about Native American people and, and ideas and, and themes, and it's a first uh, you know, of this caliber on the main stage at the Guthrie, um, because it's we've we've had other works, um, but nothing of, of like this, uh, which, which is to say that the playwrights and most of the designers and and the cast and all of that is indigenous, um, and it's very very funny. It's set today. It's um, on, on Franklin Avenue as as a young person is young. Um, a uh, Native woman is trying to build a wellness center, and she's come back, and she has to run it past a committee, a task force, and she also has to try to um, um, fend off uh, a developer who wants to uptown the area. Oh, very <laughs> cool. How about that? Um, I'm yeah, just, it's, it's, I'm, I'm curious, it's very funny. I'm curious yeah. to know about Morris uh, Nickel White, and I had read uh, quite a bit about it at the Children's Theater, and you went to go see that as well? I did. Morris Micklewhite is, uh, and the tangerine dress is is about a, a boy who, um, in, in in at school, um, puts a tangerine dress over his um, his, his outfit and 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 you know is pretending to be an astronaut and all that, and he gets bullied a little and uh, ostracized, and and it's really just about his imagination, his innocence, his um, uh, sort of. Uh, well-being, um, you know, coming through all of that, but also how he helps to change his friends um, into becoming more accepting of his choices. See, that's know? the piece I love. That's the thing I'll sit in yeah. the chair every time to hear it. It's and, just it's, and it's beautiful. beautiful. And it's, you know, it's an, obviously an anti-bullying show. Um, and, um, you know, you, you could, yeah, you're absolutely right. You could never get enough of this. Too. Exactly. Wonderful. Wonderful. Um, girl for, from North Country. I heard about it. In fact, I interviewed someone from that show. And I'm curious to know what yeah. you thought of it. The, that's the Bob Dylan number. Um, and and it was written by a team of mostly Europeans. And they used Bob Dylan's songs to tell the story of from 1934 and set in Duluth. And, and um it's 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 beautiful for me. The the first act was really just just like flawless, and it stalls out a little bit in the second act. And I think that has to do with some pacing, um, like the song, the numbers are um, really all um, most of them are in, in in a similar key and certain and tempo, and so you don't have the wide variety, and and you can tell that because at the very end of the show. They have a coda, which is a gospel number that's really uplifting, 
And of course, it's not earned per se in the show, but it's beautiful. And the show itself is beautiful. It's just I wish um, for a little more variety, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, that's what I love about you. You really are quite candid about how you feel about the ple- the pieces. You really get to know the actors. Um, sometimes you've heard about them or you've you've seen them perform, but you really go deep um, with with some of your reviews, and I appreciate that. What's well, happening I, next? I, I, what are you reviewing next? Well, and I, I should say, um, actually, there are a couple other shows that happened this past week that I reviewed. One was um, at um, the History Theater, which is, um, uh, the Boy Wonder, and it's about our um, youngest governor, Harold Stassen. And, and it's a very similar review. Um, Harold Stassen ran for nine, president nine times. Wow. Um, and, and he was a progressive Republican, uh, which is a, a contradiction for many people to hear that, but it's true. And so, uh, but he ran for president nine times. And so, the, the, the Keith Hovis, who, who actually wrote the book, composed the music, very clever songs, beautiful performances at the History Theater. Uh, he struggled as well with how do you deal with that without it having it be Groundhog Day? You know, it's like, how do you, <laughs> how do you advance the story? And so, uh, so yeah, he does, uh, he, he struggles with that. So the first act, gorgeous, gorgeous. And the second act, um, you can see the struggle there as as um Harold Stassen goes through everything. Uh so um there there's that. But I did see one show that's really excellent and it's called Rememory. It opened um on Thursday, it premiered on Thursday at the Number Theater. Nambi E. Kelly is a playwright and it's about a hairdresser. It's a solo show. Shay Cage is the uh actor. Um and Oh I she, love her. I just love her. I don't she, see her enough. She plays all the parts in this this hairdresser beautician who heals people's hair basically uh, she um, she has these night these dreams and they they deal with they come from her ancestors and they come from um, you know ancestors one in in slavery but also one um, in nineteen sixty eight who's a sanitation worker in Memphis, just as Martin Luther King is coming mm. for his last breath, basically. Mm. And and then today, and, and she goes through all of these characters. Of course, it's a tour de force performance by Shea Cage and uh, really excellent writing um, by by the playwright Nambi Kelly. And, and it's a one act um, as well. And it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful production. So I was very, very pleased to see something that's just unvarnished um, excellence. You know? And again, it's called Rememory? Rememory and re uh, and then memory is M-E-M-O-R-I because the character, the lead character's name is Memory Brooks and she is the um, one who takes us through this journey. Excellent, really fierce performance by, by Shay Cage. Have you ever cried at a piece um, that you hadn't seen one. before? You did? You did? Yeah. I did. I, I, it's, that's the, that's the power of the piece. It's, you start out, uh, laughing because, uh, she's funny. She's sassy. She's all of this stuff. And then really just takes you in the journey. And, uh, the soundtrack includes a lot of water and what water means, um, you know, to people, uh, in general, but also historically 
And so you have the, the memories, the plashing of this water sort of jogging your memory um, until you feel something really, really profound. Mm-mm-mm. You know, I have a dear friend who said to me years ago, she says, Geraldine, the next World War Three is going to be all about water. And uh, and I, I started thinking about it, and it brought me to tears. And I went, wow, if that's the case, can you imagine what that could look like in our nation as well as the rest of the world? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> that's the power of it, man. It's just so incredible. So Rememory from Penumbra. And, of course, they have also done great things at uh, Penumbra when it comes to wellness. You talked about that a moment ago. So, Yes, they, they're moving in that direction. So now they have uh, wellness, uh, a program for wellness, a program for equity, in addition to the theater and arts offerings as well. And yeah. um, one other thing I should say about the Penumbra thing uh, Chris Berry is a new, essentially, artistic director oh. over there. He's the arts director, and he directed this show. So it's a real welcome um, statement from him um, that, you know, and, and that showing his talent uh, as well. So um, Penumbra is in good hands that way. Hooray, hooray, and bully for them. Final question. Do you ever yeah. go, you and I talked about this before, you have seen shows that you didn't really like or you did not take it under, you know, your wing and say, yeah, this is something I really want to support, but not right now. And I'm just curious to know, has it been a while since you said no? Or are you looking for just the ones where you need to say yes? Yeah, I mean, I'm always, I always want to say yes. And, you always and, want to and, say yes, but should you always I, say yes? Uh, no, you can't. And, you know... <laughs> Um, and I do want to go back. Actually, I think I'll go back to the Penumbra show. The night I saw it, uh, Thursday night, uh, it was really top-notch. Um, I'm interested to see how it grows. But also for the people at the Guthrie, um, I'm interested to see how some of the jokes land. I know that there are people around me who wondered if they could laugh at some of the jokes because mm-hmm. they're not Native American and it's it's a very inside, um, inside the culture show. But, you know, the, the, the truth of the matter is um, these are human beings and these are human foibles that are being put on stage and, and human, human ideas and, and jokes, frankly. And, um, yeah, whatever you find funny, you laugh. <laughs> yeah, isn't that the truth? At the same time, there are moments when it can be very sad. Um, and it can be very hurtful for some people. I remember a piece that uh, happened at the Guthrie years ago. I will not name it. And there were people mm-hmm. that were terribly insulted by just a, one sentence that was said. And that, that's all it takes to turn the minds of the people who are trying to enjoy the piece. And I'm just curious to know, how do you deal with that? Yeah, you know, and I have to, I, have to, I would love for you to be, and you don't have to be even more, just to give me a little more hint just to, to know, but... I, you know, I, I, I think we know the difference between what's respectful and what's not. Um, and and um, you really want uh, the, the creative team at the Guthrie here, uh, the playwrights are Larissa Fast-Torres and Ty DeFill and, and Michael John Garces is the director. Very smart creative team. And it's true, you can't control once you put it out there, how people are going to receive it or what things your work may trigger, but you can do it with enough nuance and, um, 
and sort of competence that to know that okay if i if i direct some a joke this way it's not it's just going to sh- it's a human joke it's not a stereotype and so what you're talking about um which which is something i i see and consider all the time and and people wrestle with it um they have to be very sort of mindful um very right. aware you know but right. i i see it i do i do see what you're saying cuz i have seen shows where people are not aware um i remember uh, many years ago you know, seeing um a, a character that basically was a mammy character on stage at a, a, a theater and i mentioned it obliquely um, but i mentioned it and the director called me and said Oh, you're absolutely right. I didn't even realize that. Um, you know, but I see it. It's so clear. Yeah, you always see it when it's clear. You always do. Now, I, I just want to say to you one last thing because I got to get to the, the last guest. Uh, you said what's respectful and what is not. If that's not a book for you to write, I don't know what is. I know. What's I respectful know. and what is not. Please do that. Oh, we do know that. We know that. I mean, like we know that in our families. We know that in our circles. We just know that. I mean, we are we're human beings, and we have very similar desires for fulfillment. Yeah, all of that. But you know, being human beings is being very difficult. Mess. It has become very <laughs> difficult for us. You and I have to sit down and have coffee one day. Please tell the family I said hello, and I, I love hello, having you hello. on. So I hope you'll be on next Sunday as well. Absolutely. Thank you so much. All right. Take care, Rohan. That is Rohan Preston, lead theater critic for the Star Tribune. All right. My next guest is coming up in just a moment. Feeling a little braver these days. Now, that's going to stick with me for the rest of the week. Um, You want to know who that is? That is Scarlett Woods. She's a local musician. And close to you is the new big uh, project that she's been working on. And Letters to the West is the album release show. Um, it's going to be, I believe, at Kinko Coffee House. But I want to tell you more about Scarlett Woods, and she's joining us now right here at WCCO Radio. How are you, Scarlett? Geraldine, uh, I'm great. How are you? I'm doing great. I love your name, by the way, Scarlett Aww, Woods. That's just you. really cool. So close to you, is that the name of the album? The No, the name of the album is Letters to the Letters West. Letters to the West. Okay, there you go. And you have an album release show that's coming up at Ginkgo Coffee House in St. Paul on October uh, 21st. And um, it's with Tony Malek uh, supporting. Um, there's a 7.30 showtime. Tickets are $20. So we want to make sure people know about this. If they want more information, they they can go to KinkoCoffee.com to get more about Scarlet Woods. Tell me, as you were putting this together for this album, Letters to the West, why was that the title? Well, there's stories from my time living out West. Um, I lived in Oregon for eight years, California for about five years. And uh, and I'm also, like, I I feel very strongly about speaking to some issues in Western society. So Mm -hmm. when I say Letters to the West, I mean, there's two things happening. There's... Western society and the Western edge of the country. Wow. Tell me more. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Well, uh, most of the songs that are kind of based off of the West Coast are relationship-based. So there's a little peek into that part of my life and how I see and view romantic relationships, I suppose, as as, um, 
being born from Minnesota and moving away at 19 and then experiencing a life out West versus a life in the Midwest, I think kind of, it's a little different out there. Oh, it's a huge, it's a huge jump, honey. I was in LA for a year. I lived there for a year and I didn't want to leave. I didn't want to leave. And I kept saying, Joe, yeah. you got to go, honey. You got to get out. You, you need to go home and see about mom and family and friends and clients and that sort of thing. And I don't regret leaving, but I have to tell you, I had a ball in Los Angeles. Yeah. there's there. It's a different culture. It really is. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's, not, it's not as conservative and just, you know, you know, we, we we're a little, you know, the Midwest are a little bit more, I feel like, um, rooted into more family tradition and, uh, you know, religion. And, you know, we kind of have a little bit more of those um, statutes, I guess, in our right. culture. Right. Now, let us to the there, Go ahead. Go ahead. Anyways. Yeah, no, no, I was just, yeah, I, I was finished on that. <laughs> Letters to the West was recorded with producer Kevin Boat. That is huge. Huge. Yeah, he's so he's amazing. Oh, he's wonderful. Working with him, and I, oh, I grew. I feel like I grew so much. That's one in of the that things. Because it, it yeah. took me like a year to do that. It took me a year. I never have done something that has taken me so long. Oh my God, one year? It could have been 10 years. Think about it. Holy there are people who God. start out with an album oh. and they have 19 songs, and by the time it's over, they got seven. So <laughs> you've done a great job. Oh. You know, especially working with Kevin. So that's a really big deal. So what is your favorite thing about Letters to the West? Oh, it's, it's, I I feel like I'm on the verge of actually finding my voice. You know, that thing that you feel when you, when you start to feel it and you're like, oh, I think I've found my voice. It doesn't sound like this, this or this. It actually, it sounds like me. And I think I found a song on this project and it's called you and I parentheticals, Santa Cruz, California. And I think that song best describes me. Like, I think, I think that's the one. If I keep going in that direction, I'm just going to, Oh, it's going to be fun. Exactly. It's going to be, you are on the journey of your life, honey. You are on the journey of your life. That's right, I am. That's a big deal. Yeah. I just want you to know oh, when you yeah. when you are flying high, I'll be looking for you. <laughs> I will be looking for you going, you remember we talked about this and blah, blah, blah. You have great expectations, and that's exactly what you should have. This is a big deal. Keep going with the big deal, darling. Keep going. Oh, I will. I certainly will. Thank I'm so you, sorry. Man. We don't have enough time, but thank you for joining us, Scarlett Woods. Yes, if, yes. If people want to know me. more information, is there something big coming up very soon that everybody can go and hear the album? You know, album release on the 21st of October, and then it blows up everywhere on October 27th is the National Street Date. How about so, that? Congratulations. Follow me Seriously? on Spotify. Spotify? All right, it'll be Spotify. Yeah. (laughs) Take care of yourself, Scarlett. Take care of that voice, protect it with everything you got, and knock them out with the next album. Take care, and I look forward to talking to you again. Oh, thank you, dear. All right, bye bye. (laughs) Bye. I like her so much. That's just cool. Thank you, everyone, for sticking and staying with us tonight. It has been a journey and absolutely wonderful. Good night, everyone.